uh, we're in our third week together in this nine-week series. This is one of the longest series we've done. It's definitely the longest series we've done in the theater. And uh, anyways, but I'm, I'm so excited. I so enjoy this. I enjoy the fruit of the Spirit. I enjoy uh, <clears throat> getting into all this. Uh, and so if you'll just crack that nice little um, blue and green thing you were handed on the way in, your, your worship guide, your bulletin, your program, whatever you want to call it, on the inside are some notes and some fill-in-the-blanks. You can just kind of track along with us as we are going to be looking at the fruit of joy that ought to be in our lives. Everybody wants joy. How many of y'all want some joy in your life? Anybody wake up this morning and say, I hope I spend all day depressed? Anybody do that? Anybody said, man, I want to be grumpy today. I want to just have a bad attitude today. I'm pretty much, I'm pretty much just going to, I'm going to plan on my day. I'm going to be spend the day irritated. I'm going to spend the day mad. I'm going to spend the day <clears throat> frustrated and depressed. I don't, I've never met somebody that said they, that's the way they want to do it. But lots of folks do it. They spend their whole day, they, their eyes crack open, the alarm goes off, and it makes them mad. They get angry. Just, see, that, that is just a mean alarm. I need to get an alarm that says, Good morning, Brandon. God's got beautiful things for you today. I need that. Somebody need to invent that alarm. I'll be your first customer. I'll get rid of my... And uh, give me something that inspires me and gets me, gets me going in the morning. But I tell you, all of us want joy. You know, and there's a, there's a difference between joy and happiness, and we're going to get into this. But even our founding fathers and trying to get us all amped up and patriotic, we get this idea of the, of, that we have this, these things to, to be able to pursue life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Well, really, you know what? Happiness, folks... Happiness is dependent upon circumstance. It does. The happenings of your life can a lot of times determine your happiness. But joy is something that, that runs deeper than that. Joy can make you enjoy in, in life and have other things that come with it, like peace and gentleness in the face of circumstance that would have everybody else losing it. Joy is this incredible force and we're going to get into that in just a second. But let's go ahead. This is our jump off idea during this series. And let's just go ahead and get in the middle of this. It says, God is growing us from the inside out. I'm growing, you're growing, or at least you ought to be growing. That's our one thing that we say, you want to be a part of Celebration Church? You say yes to growth. We don't care how long you take. Turtle pace, we're, we're cool with you. You're just going to blaze a trail. We're cool with that too. Let's just all say yes to let's just grow a little bit in Christ. That's our common denominator. Okay? And as God is growing us from the inside out, we will begin to show more and more of His qualities in our lives. That's how we know we're growing, is when Papa God begins to pop out of our lives. And it shows up in this thing called the fruit of the Spirit. The Bible so beautifully refers to it. As the fruit of the Spirit. And those are found in Galatians chapter 5. We're going to read them right quick. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. 
Against such things there is no law. You can go extreme with this fruit of the Spirit. We just got back from extreme camp. Isn't that right? Had a great time. You got some guys hiding back there? What's up? And uh, had an incredible time at extreme camp. God just showed up in an extreme way. I got my my camp t-shirt on. Some unleashed happened at camp. And uh, some uh, people got unleashed. God got unleashed. People got excited. It was wonderful. It was wonderful. These fruit of the Spirit. This is where we can just put our foot to the throttle. And we don't have to say, God, do I have permission to be this loving? Am I kind of going overboard? God says, no, there is no law. I didn't write, write a boundary. Oh, my gosh, you are too loving. Guess what? God is love. He's like, go for it. Go for it. In the area of joy, you can just put your foot on the throttle. How many of y'all just enjoy laughing till it hurts? Tell you what, we had one of our speaker that he it was hilarious. And somehow he's telling the parable, or not the parable, the story, of, of Jesus healing, a, healing this blind man. And, but Jesus is played by Michael Jackson, which is a real stretch. And the blind man's played by Stevie Wonder, and he's impersonating all of them. And it is hilarious. And I tell you what, I thought we were going to have to wheel my wife out. Pregnant women have bladder issues anyways. You don't need to get them that laughing that hard. We had our concern. Bless God, all was good. But I tell you what, joy is just good. God wants us to be joyful. And we're going to look at what joy does. And first off, we have to understand that joy comes through the presence of God and the ministry of the Holy Spirit. You know what? We can be happy for a second or two without that. But this joy, this fruit that runs through our lives, that when people look at us, they're like, do you ever get upset? Does anything ever really rock you? It doesn't mean that you're all Mr. Bubbly. Some people have bubbly personalities. Some people don't have. But joy will be expressed in different ways. But there is this, this thing where when we're in the presence of God, That's where true joy comes from. You try to find joy anywhere else and you're going to fall flat. You are not going to get there. 1 Chronicles 16.27 says, Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and joy in his dwelling place. Psalm 5.11 says, But let all who take refuge in you be glad. Let them ever sing for joy. Spread your protection over them. That those who love your name may rejoice in you. I'm telling you, that's why we are a celebration church. We ought to be excited that God is doing something in our lives. That's why with our worship, we want it to be celebratory. That doesn't mean that we can't have this sweet moments with God, these worshipful places. But there ought to be something in us that's just excited and joyful about what God is doing in your life. And you're like, well, why does it have to come through the presence of God and the ministry of the Holy Spirit? Why does joy, why is it rooted in there? Well, I tell you what, this past, this past uh, week at camp, uh, Cutie and I went to camp with the crew. We took a load of us, 26 of us loaded up and went to East Texas. It is not supposed to be 102 degrees and humid. That is just wrong. I mean, that's got to be a sign of the apocalypse. That is just horrible. It's okay if it's 102 degrees and dry, 
But 102 degrees in East Texas day after day, it's just wrong. And so we were all out there having a good time. And so we had our two little ones with us at camp. And this was Carson's first time, our eight-year-old. It's his first time at camp. My oldest kids grew up going to church camp back when I was a youth pastor. They were just, their life was going to youth camp. And, uh, but this was Carson's first time. So he was at youth camp and wanted to do everything, got to play paintball, got to do all sorts of cool stuff. And, uh, um, but on uh, the, the last day there, he, is, uh, he comes up to me. And uh, I, I, just, I just loved what he said, and then I loved what he said. You'll understand what I'm saying in a minute. And I said, but, said Dad, I'm going to tell you something that's going to make your day. That's a pretty bold statement. <laughs> that's, that's pretty awesome. And I'm like, all right, let me, uh, let, let me hear what's going to make my day. And he said, Dad, he said, I raise my hands because I see you raise your hands in worship. And I was like, you're right, that made my day. That my life is having an impact on your life. That my walk with God, my expression of worship, even though I'm not coaching cards, all right, this is how we worship, boy. This is what we do. This, this is. He's just getting it. And somehow he knew that him letting me know that was going to make my day. The reason, and it did. I'm telling you, it made my day. The reason that joy is rooted in, in the presence of God and the ministry of the Holy Spirit is because when we get to that place where we open our ears, the Holy Spirit tells us stuff that's going to make our day. God begins to remind us that, we, that He loves us. He reminds us that we're forgiven. He reminds us our mistakes don't define who we are. He reminds us that we have a hope and a future. He reminds us of all of these different things. He begins to give us wisdom to be able to deal with our problems at hand. He begins to guide us in all of these different directions. When we spend time in the presence of God, God tells us things and reveals to us things and reminds us of things that make our day. That's where that joy comes from. We cannot try to get a, find satisfaction, find peace, find joy, find any of these things outside of the presence of God. That's why this does not need to be the only time that you try to spend time with God, folks. This helps you learn how to do it. But guess what? You can worship at home. You can crack your Bible open and the Holy Spirit will speak to you as you're reading. The Holy Spirit will speak to you as you're studying. God will direct your paths. We have to spend time with God. That is where it is rooted. <clears throat> Psalm 1611 says, You have made known to me the path of life, and you will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. Luke 10, 21 said, At that time, Jesus, full of joy through the Holy Spirit, Jesus was full of joy, but he had the joy the same way you and I get joy. Through the Holy Spirit. Same way. And he said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, this was your good pleasure. In his place of joy in the Holy Spirit. Then he immediately begins to praise God and to, and to pray and to thank him. Romans fourteen seventeen, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, 
but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Now we know from Matthew 6 that God cares about our eating and drinking. It matters to God, okay? But we need to make sure that it doesn't matter so much to us that we miss out on the real thing. People think if I eat a little better, if I live a little better, if I, if I do these little things, then I'll really have joy and contentment in my life. There are a kajillion million people have tried that and failed. Let's not go down that same route. God cares about what you eat. He cares about what you wear. We don't, we don't have to go, well, if I don't worry about it, God's not going to worry about it either. No, we have to be stewards. We have to do all those things. But ultimately, the kingdom of God, what is it about? It is about righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. That's why we can pursue God with all our heart because God's going to take care of that other business, our eating, our drinking, where we live, our clothes on our back. God's going to take care of those things. First Thessalonians 1 Thessalonians 1.6, it'll be on the screen says, you became imitators of us and of the Lord in spite of severe suffering. You welcomed the message with the joy given by the Holy Spirit. You welcomed the message of joy given by the Holy Spirit. And in a minute, we're about to walk over here and, and look and how our joy is connected with salvation. But whenever we first come to Christ, there is this thing that floods us. The Holy Spirit, his first, his first thing that he's going to tell us to do is say yes to Jesus. Take salvation. It's free. I want this. I, the price has been paid. Embrace what God has done for you. That is the first thing the Holy Spirit is telling everybody on the planet of Mandonia. That is the first, first instruction. And we go, yes. And we say yes to God. And we're like, "Woo! the joy and the peace of God have filled my heart. Well, guess what? That's not the last instruction the Holy Spirit gives you. That's the first one. And then you begin to walk into growth, okay? There was a guy who spoke at camp who gave a beautiful explanation about this to our teens and uh, about how for them to take this, what God did in their lives and begin to, con to continue to live it out. And he talked about God's positioning system, GPS. And anybody who's used a GPS, you can have it as long as you've got satellite reception. It's going to tell you what to do. And you like get into a parking garage or something, and it cuts you off. And all of a sudden, you, you, you're disconnected. And you're, not, you're not getting that instruction anymore. But also, which is great advice, let's make sure we don't let stuff come in and distract us and get between us and God. But you know what? I, we got to camp there, and we got back with my GPS. And you know what? It only ever gave me one instruction at a time. Gave me the next thing I needed to do. Drive so many miles, you're going to take a ride on this road. You know, it didn't, give me, it didn't give me the next one. And so a lot of times, that is the way the Holy Spirit works in our life. We have to walk. We walk and we embrace the joy of God whenever we embrace the message given to us by the Holy Spirit. We stall out and we lose our joy as believers because we quit embracing the message that the Holy Spirit has for us. That's why our common denominator at Celebration Church is growth. Because that's what the Holy Spirit is doing in our lives. Okay? Whatever that God is telling you to do. That's why we're not going to get on your case about all the habits that you walk in the door with. Because we don't know which one the Holy Spirit's going to have you deal with. So we'll just let the Holy Spirit do it. 
And so, and then you'd say, yeah, but you, you quit. Your Holy Spirit asked you to do something and you put the brakes on and go, mm, I'm not comfortable with that. All of a sudden, the joy that comes from the present is going to be cut off. It's, we're, we're going to, it's going to be stymied. Why? Because we have to do this thing of walking in this place of obedience. We have to embrace the message that the Holy Spirit is bringing into our lives. Well, if you find yourself stalled out in your relationship, go back and say, God, is there something that I need to say yes to you about? Is there a piece of instruction? Is there a message that you brought to me that I'm just saying, "Mm, no. I still love you, God. I'm just not going to do that. I love you. I'm for you. I'm just going to stay here. We want to walk in this place of perpetual joy. We just have to have this thing. Say, Holy Spirit, speak to me. And I'm going to move forward with you. And see, our joy is connected to our appreciation of our salvation. Psalms. Where did that come from? Psalms 51.12 says, Restore to me the joy of your your salvation. What God has done in us. He's the Savior. And grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Now, I tell you what, we, we had a, uh, a wonderful time at camp. It was, it was phenomenal. They had uh, the kids stand up that had made a first-time decision, never had embraced the grace and love of God before in their lives, first-time salvation. And it was, it was a number, but it wasn't like the bulk of the camp. It wasn't like the bulk of the camp. Said, okay, how many of y'all have made a decision to, <clears throat> to say yes again? To just kind of say, God, I've been lukewarm and I'm going to go on with you. And, and re-examine and re-embrace and say, God, thank you for salvation. I'm going to quit ignoring it. And basically that thing people call rededication. And so I just like, it's a, it's a wake up is what I refer to it as. And um, that was a whole lot of the kids of the camp. There was a whole lot of the kids that did that. And there was this sense as camp went, this greater and greater joy throughout the camp. Why? Because more and more people were awakening to the joy of their salvation. That God loves me and God has a plan for my life. That God's not mad at me or beating me up. He didn't drag me out into East Texas to, to, to smack me around. He wanted to remind me that he loves me and he's going to do cool stuff in my life. Camp was this time of, of being re- renewed in the joy of our salvation. And sometimes we kind of, we forget, we forget how awesome it is to know God. You know, there's certain things we can take for granted. We can take for granted walking on the ground of how awesome it is to have our feet on the ground and forget. My, my son Weston had a renewed appreciation it restored to him the joy of his salvation, of being on the ground. Can we see the first uh, video? It's not a video, it's a, it's a picture, okay? This is the pamper pole at camp. And you're only seeing not even half of this pole. This is a 35-foot tall pole. It's Brianna Faulkner on the top of that pole. And I believe that's Sierra Babish at the bottom climbing up that pole. And um, this pole, as you, uh, of course, they, you see the safety lines. It's very... It's very safe. And you, they climb up there, and um, they get up to the top of this 35-foot-tall pole and get on that little rickety platform and then jump off of this platform. And let's see the next picture. And grab that. Okay? That's Ty Harris and my boy Weston. Um, 
Weston is so much like his father. It is sad. We pray extra for that boy. Um, Weston looks pretty courageous right there. That's a good shot. We want to remember him like that. Um, and uh, because, uh, I tell you what, if, if courage is doing something in spite of fear, this boy was the most courageous thing I've seen in a long time. Because the other uh, junior high boys, were, they were quick to do the pamper pole. They were excited about it, and he was not going to be left out. He was, he was the, the fifth junior high boy, and he wasn't going to ride home and him be the only one that did not conquer the pamper pole. And uh, so he straps in, and he has tears coming down his face as he gears up. And he is crying and saying yes. And he clanks up the pamper pole and climbs to the top of the pamper pole and gets up there. And, and thankfully, we don't have a picture of his, his sad face on top of the pamper pole. And then they uh, count off, and him and his buddy Ty jump, and, and Ty catches the pole, and Weston does not catch the pole. And... Uh, uh, and so when he jumped, that y'all, some of y'all have heard my story about me bungee jumping, and I looked like a dead bird falling out. It was just, I was so scared, and I just, there was nothing glorious about it. I saw myself at 12. I was like, and they're like, that's, that's Clark up there. That's, yeah, it was nothing awesome. But it was done. He did it. I was so proud of him. And, uh, whoo! So proud of my boy for doing it. And it was a phenomenal experience. You, you can take it away. And, um, and so and they lower him. They lower him down. And uh, it reminded me when they were lowering me down on the bungee deal. And I was just twitching and, and looked like I was tweaking on adrenaline or something. And he was just shaking and coming down. And I tell you what, he had a fresh appreciation for the earth. He was thankful that the earth was there for him always and held him up every day. And I, I tell you what, sometimes God, once we become a believer, God can become such a, a fixture in our lives that, that we forget. That we forget how beautiful it is to not be away from God. That to how, what the, a, a great thing it is to have God to always be there to rely on. To always be able to, to be there to, to put our full weight on him. And we begin to take God for granted. Now God doesn't get his feelings hurt. God's not taking joy away from us. What it is is our appreciation. We forget to walk in the joyness of what is already ours. I'm telling you we have to do. We have to, to, to remember and, and uh, purposefully embrace the fact that we have a relationship with God. That's why it is so important to periodically... Share your testimony. Tell somebody about how you came to Christ. Why? Because that restores to you the joy of your salvation. You, in that retelling, you remember what it was like to be away from God. You remember what it was to not know God and then to, to come to Him and to have that joy. It is so important. Our, <clears throat> our joy is connected with our appreciation for that. Psalm seventy-one twenty-three says, My lips will shout for joy when I sing praise to you, I whom you have redeemed. 
Psalm 95.1, Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Isaiah 35.10, And the ransomed of the Lord will return, and they will enter Zion with singing. <clears throat> Everlasting joy will crown their heads. Gladness and joy will overtake them. Sorrow and sighing will flee away. It is connected. We can never forget what God has done for us and is currently doing in our lives. And then the, <clears throat> uh, we also see that joy is connected to relationship. 3 John 5, 4 says, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. Seeing that people are, are connected and living for God is just so wonderfully encouraging. 2 Corinthians 7, 4 says, I have great confidence in you. I take great pride in you. I greatly encouraged in all our troubles. My joy knows no bounds. Why? Because of the other people in their lives. That's why God doesn't get us saved and leave us alone. He immediately connects us with other people. Why? Because this, the joy feeds off of each other. The, it's like the, the blood flowing through our bodies. Each cell is being nourished by it. It is so important. It is so, so vital. When I said I got to reconnect with a kid that would, had been in my youth group years and years ago and and um, uh, his dad's pastor in a church, and we go and stay there with our with our, our teens, put us a little closer to camp. And uh, Brian was one of the teens that went through a school of ministry that I did as a youth pastor. There were a bunch of teens that I had that were excited about the things of God and wanted to go deeper. They wanted to be trained in ministry. They didn't want to just be trained in the Bible and how to live as a teen. They wanted to minister. And so we had a, a school of, of ministry for these teens to help uh, equip them. And so I go down there and I hang out with Brian, and he's a youth pastor. And guess what? He's got a school of ministry for these teens, and he's raised them up. And then he asked me to come and speak to them. So I got to go over there during the week and speak to some teens that he's raising up. And they called me Grandpa. <laughs> it offended me at first. I was like, I got a couple of grays in my beard, but... You know, Burke said, I got a few more wrinkles on my face this morning. That's all right, Burke. And uh, anyways, then, uh, but I just, I'm no grandpa. Not yet. Bless God. And uh, will be one day. But it was, but they, because they refer to him as their daddy in the faith and that, then therefore I must be grandpa. And uh, it was so cool to see that having poured into that young life and then him pouring into others in the same way, it is wonderful. I tell you what, you want to enjoy the fullness of what God has done in your life, you start ministering to people. Yes, it's frustrating too. It has its issues. But I tell you what, I'm telling you, you get involved and begin to pour into people's lives. Find somebody that, that, that wants to learn and begin to tell them what you know. You don't have to know everything. Just share what God has revealed to you. I tell you what, it is just so absolutely encouraging. It, joy is connected in God through relationships. Proverbs 27.11 says, Be wise, my son, and bring joy to my heart that I can answer anyone who treats me with contempt. And then the last thing is, is that the joy of the Lord is our strength. This is what gets us through. This is even what got, this is even what got Christ through, we'll close in just a second, through his biggest hurdle. 
but the joy of the Lord is our strength. See, Nehemiah 8.10, Nehemiah said, Go and, and enjoy choice food and sweet drinks and send some to those who have nothing prepared. This day is sacred to our Lord. Do not grieve, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. They were ch- facing a tremendous uh, challenge. And in that, they knew that to, they had to embrace that the joy of the Lord was going to strengthen them. Now, my dad's mom, my grand, she's uh, been a real outdoorsy lady all her life, hunt, fish, all of that. When my dad was in high school, they were trying to pole vault. And so my grand, my grandmother, um, decides she's going to teach them how to pole vault in the backyard. And so instead of having a mattress and stuff, they just dug a big dirt pit, just made the dirt real nice and soft, and... um, you know, and put the pole up there and had the pole and she'd show them, she'd run and plant it and fling herself over and land in the dirt and, uh, <clears throat> and showed them how to get over an obstacle that they couldn't get over otherwise. That they couldn't just naturally leap over it. You couldn't jump high enough to use the Fosbury flop and get over that thing. You needed some, some help. You needed something that was going to catapult you over that. The joy of the Lord is that in our lives. I tell you what, life is tough enough to try to face it without joy. It is, and God's joy is what gets us. Whenever we are dealing with these big issues in our lives, it's the joy of the Lord that gets us through. It's knowing that God has not left us or forsaken us, that God has, has given us His Word that we can stand on when we have nothing else left to stand on. And that's the stuff that gets us through Psalms 28 7 says the Lord is my strength and my shield my heart trusts in him and I am helped my heart leaps for joy and I will give thanks to him in song Psalm 81 1 says sing for sing for joy to God our strength shout aloud to the God of Jacob First Chronicles 16 says, Splendor and majesty are before him, strength and joy in his dwelling place. We, it is there with him, and he, strength and joy are connected. And we see that Jesus, Jesus' greatest hurdle, place where he, the one time where we see him talking to Papa God, saying, God, are you sure? Father, are you sure? His biggest hurdle was going to the cross and then and dealing with the weight of humanity. But Hebrews 12, 2 tells us how he dealt with it. And he deals with it with the same way we deal with it. It says, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith. You say, you know what? My faith is going, but my faith isn't perfect. That's okay. Jesus gets it going and he perfects it. It's okay your faith is a little rough. Stay with it. Stay with Jesus. He perfects it. The author and perfecter of our faith. Who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame and set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Jesus faced the greatest challenge anybody ever faced. And how did he do it? With joy. Now, was he up there laughing as they nailed him? No. Was he up there with a big grin on his face and those crown of thorns and all him whipped? No. You're, you're, you're confusing joy and happiness. His joy, his joy 
was looking forward and seeing every person who was going to be reconnected with the Father because of what he was doing. And that made it worth it. That celebration, that thing, that was so joyful. It was worth the temporary thing. It was worth it. It was worth it. It was for the joy that was set before him. Joy comes with vision. Joy comes with vision. That's why people get in deep, deep depression. And they get in this place, they say they have no hope. They, they can't see that tomorrow is going to be any different. They can't see that there's going to be a change at all. And that removes all hope and therefore joy. And it just leaves a bleak, bleak life. When God begins to come in, he begins to give us a vision of what he's going to do in our lives, what he's going to begin to do through us, and it gives us the joy to be able to run the race that is set before us. See, the fruit of the Spirit is the ultimate fulfillment of Jesus' prayer on earth as it is in heaven. Let's choose to allow heaven's joy to grow in our lives. You know what? This world is a bleak enough place. It needs some beacons of joy. It needs some people who walk in joy no matter what's going on around. Who understand that, that God is for them and not against them. And that if God be for us, nobody can stop us. 